and welcome back to Book Buzz with Janet Pang, a podcast where we talk about romance books, our current reads, and we also have the pleasure of sitting down with some of our favorite authors and chatting with them about their amazing books. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. It feels... Okay, first, I'm going to start off by saying I finished Bridgerton. I finished yesterday. And I have so much to talk about, but then I don't want to talk about it because I want you to watch it because some stuff happens that it left me speechless. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, I was going to talk about a little bit of the books that I've read, but I don't think I've read a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> from when we last talked. Yeah, because we literally just talked like three days ago. Yeah, and I don't think <laughs> I've read anything. Yeah. I think... The only thing that I'm reading right now is Ivy by Willa Nash, mm-hmm. which it, did I tell you it's in third person? Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. I was like, so took me by surprise. But so I don't really have any like book catch up um, to mention, mm-hmm. but I'm super excited to like dive right in into our podcast for today because we have the honor of having the amazing Kay Bromberg again with us. If you guys remember, if you guys have been listening to us from the start, she was in our podcast last year with Olivia Applegate, who plays Riley in the Driven series from Passionflix. So, but today we're going to be talking to her about her books, not, it's not going to be driven focused. So it's going to be focused. Hopefully. Hopefully. I want to talk about Last Resort, which is the book she just released. Mm -hmm. Loved it. Perfection. I I love it so much. I feel with like Christie's books. um, Mm -hmm. I've always said that I thought Driven was her most steamiest book. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this new series is so it's steamier than what she's been writing. And I yeah. love it. I love it. It's Kayahan is goals. I love him. So today we are going to be diving more into her other books versus the Driven series because I love all of her books. Mm-hmm. Worth the Risk was always my favorite after the Driven series. Mm-hmm. And The Last Resort took that spot. I, I love it. It's phenomenal. It's on one I stand, the forced proximity. It has all the steam. The hero is goals. So if you haven't picked it up, pick it up. It went live today, which is March the 29th. Loved it. Plus, it's a series of standalones. Three books, three brothers, triplets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never read a book where there's triplets. So mm-hmm. pick it up. <laughs> it's amazing. And sit back, grab some coffee, and we hope you enjoy today's podcast because we have so many questions for Christy. And I'm so excited to be talking to her again. So we hope you enjoy. Thank you so much, Christy, for joining us today. It is definitely an honor to have you back again on our podcast. We, we seriously love your books. And so it's definitely an honor. So to start off, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's rainy here in California, which is a rarity. So um Release day rain. Yay. No. (laughs) (laughs) To start off the podcast, uh, we want the readers to get to know you a bit more. So the first question, 
We know The Driven Series was your first book. For those who don't know the story, um, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into writing and what made you want to write romance books? Um, for me, I've always liked to write, um, but you know, that was out of college and then life happened and jobs and kids and, you know, husbands and all that stuff. A husband, not husbands. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I uh, had three kids under the age of five. I was kind of struggling with doing something besides <laughs> just being a mom and working. And so I read Fifty Shades of Grey and I thought I could do this. And so I challenged myself to write a book. And that book was my first book driven. And then everything's happened since then. It's been kind of, it's still surreal that that was eight years ago and this is still going on. Was romance always like your main focus when writing? Yeah. I mean, I grew up, I grew up Nora Roberts, JD Robb. Um, I did like Sydney Sheldon. So I do like suspense and that kind of thing. So I might at some point venture that way just to have a project to do something that's not romance. Um, yeah I I like romance I like the feeling it gives you and it's really funny my daughter my youngest daughter reads books and she a couple months ago she was reading a book and it actually had romance in it and at the end of the book she goes mom I get it now I get why you do what you do I got that feeling and so it was like okay that's why I remember I think my first romance book overall but it was very toned down was a walk to remember I, I saw the movie. I never read the book. Yeah, that's the first romance book. Like, because I they consider it a romance, but I don't. I don't know. It's very. I don't think it's a romance. Yeah, it's kind of young adult romance. Yeah, yeah. I compare it to the books I read now. I'm like, not even close. <laughs> well, even me. Like, if you look at Driven, it is tame. Like back then, it was like it's tame now. Like. <laughs> I'm like, what, what is your guys' rating scale? What do you read? <laughs> yeah. How, how long does it take you to write a book? Because like compared to when you first started writing, did that did it take longer to write a book then versus how you long it takes you to write now? Yeah, it used to it took it used to take me a while to write a book back then, but I also um, back then used to outline from beginning to end. Like I had chapter by chapter outlines. I knew things that were going to be said. Now I kind of wing it more, um, which I think makes me struggle more because I don't know where the story's going. But like, I just finished the second book in this new series and I wrote it in like 24 days. Um, but I preface that with saying it's not great. I have, you know, edits, edits have to be made make, to make it better. And then I'm one of those people that I have to take time off in between books like I have a, I have a couple of friends who they like finish a book and the next day they just jump into the next one. And I just can't do that. Like I need to like stop thinking about them and then like reset to do a new book. But I, you know, it takes me about a month to write a book. I do better under pressure. That's why. Um, but then it will take me about another <laughs> month for edits and to make sure I actually like it. Do you write in order or do you go? Yes. Always one scene. No, I can't do that. The only book I've ever written out of order is I wrote in Aced, one of my books, Aced. I wrote the um, the ending scene first. That's the only book I've ever done. Oh. That ending, that book is so good, though. <laughs> <laughs> so do you read reviews? If so, does it affect um, the way you write your books? 
So I used to have the philosophy that if someone was going to take a time to write a review, I was going to read it. Um, and so I am one of those weird authors who goes on Goodreads. Um, and there's been a lot of debate about that in the last couple of years, like Goodreads isn't for authors, but I also feel like if someone's taking the time to write a review, I should, you know, let them know I see it. Um, I do read them. I do try and like them up to at least like the first 500, 600 reviews. Um, because I think it's important, but at the same time, I learned in the last couple of years, it was messing with my head more, you know, um, instead of writing a book for, that I would write, I would be second guessing myself like, oh, this set of people isn't going to like this. And then this set of people would be unhappy if I changed it. So I've just kind of have to have had to let it go more and not be as involved in reading them just so that I can tell my story and not be stressed about who I'm ticking off at what point. But does it ever um, like reading reviews or reading comments that are left in your group or on Facebook, does it ever affect you to write a story a certain way? Like saying, oh, well, people want to see this. So let me write a story about this and going forward. Yeah, it has. Um, for, in two things, like first, when I, when I wrote Fueled, which was my second, the second book with Driven, it was all in Riley's point of view. And um, I'd finished it and I read a review for Driven that said we would really like to see Colton's point of view. And I thought about it and I'd never written in the male perspective. And so I went back through and gutted the book and put scenes in in Colton's point of view. And I think the book was way better because of it. Um, so, you know, that was because of a review I read. Um, and so there are, you know, negative reviews can be positive if they're you know constructive um i also this new series i wrote you know i've been watching a lot of charts and you see you know the billionaire romance theme the dark romance theme so this series i kind of wrote two trends um which i normally don't do but i thought why not try it um i like reading a billionaire romance as much as the next person so why not try and write one so i loved it i love that book so much and and I will say, I feel like, well, let me ask you first, what's hard, like, is it easier for you to write the male point of view versus the female point of view? Because like you said, for Field, I liked how you, I'm so happy you actually went in there and wrote Colton's point of view. Because I guess if you're following up with that series, you understand the story more, you understand his background more. But Correct. Yeah. You, is it harder getting in that male head and writing that point of view? I like writing male point of view because they're just straight to the point. They, they're, it's much easier for me to write as a guy. With that said, um, Colton is such a presence that I, mm -hmm. it's hard to write male perspective since then because I feel like I don't want to sound like him. Mm -hmm. um, and, and people know that series enough that I will get, oh, that's a Colton saying. And I'm like, well, there's only so many words in the, in the link, you know, the dictionary. You have to, some words are going to be repeated. Um, but I do like writing the male point of view. I think um, there's something about men that is very straightforward. They don't, they're not wishy. And not that women are wishy-washy, but women doubt themselves more in a lot of cases. Um, but in romance, men can do a lot of things and be forgiven. Women can't. So it's a little bit easier to write men in the aspect that, you know, they're going to be forgiven by the reader. Whereas women, you know, if they're too strong, you can be, you can get, criticized if they're too weak you can get criticized if they're if they doubt themselves oh why are they wishy-washy so for me writing the female is harder just because I have to make women like them 
mm-hmm. and we're not exactly nice to, to women. Women are not <laughs> nice to women or accepting. And that is true. That is true. Um, and I, I, I do want to jump forward a little bit and say that when I read Last Resort, mm-hmm. I felt like Callahan, is that how you pronounce his name? Callahan, yeah. Callahan. We, I loved, loved his point of view. And then the some flash scenes that you did, um, just because you do understand him better. And I guess it gave, I'm not, I don't want to compare him to Colton, but, but I, it's the damage. There's damage there. Yes. And it's like, you <clears throat> get to fall more in love with him because as a romance reader, you tend to fall in love with the hero, like always team, the hero yeah, and the heron. <laughs> like you said, you're like, why is she doing this? She's so yep. hard-headed. And it's like, you understand him better. And then when you see that side of him, it's like, you instantly fall in love with him. And it's like, well, yeah. And my problem is I always set out to write like these alpha assholes, like these total pricks. <laughs> and then I just can't make them a hundred percent. Like I have to have something that they're vulnerable about. And I know that's part of the, the deal, but I always go in there like, I'm going to make this guy that's such a jerk. And then halfway through, I'm like, Oh wait, he's not really a jerk. I really like him. So how do I fix this? And then it's like, that's just my style. I guess I can't, I'm tr- I'm trying to be something that I'm not. So I just have to let it be what it is. It reminds me of Re- Resist and Reveal. Oh, I, love I love that. I love those books. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that duet. And it's like, you start off with, you don't know how to feel about him. It's like, it's like, what I'm is not exactly sure about her? Because she has like this weird profession that most yeah. women are like, that look at and like, what? <laughs> I, lo- I, I need to reread that duet. It's, I love it. Um, for you, when, before you sit down and write a book, what, what do you do first? Do you plot your books first or what, like what comes first, your characters or like the full story? It depends on the book. Um, sometimes characters are really strong and then I build a book around the characters. Sometimes plot more strong. Sometimes I'll write a book. I don't even know the character's name, but the whole book, um, hard to handle was like that. I changed his name at the end because I, after I wrote it, I didn't like the name. It didn't fit him. Um, the more I do this, the less I outline, um, which I think is also a detriment to me just because it makes it harder to write the books. I don't know where it's going. And then I have to go back and, and edit things more. Um, but it just, it really depends on the book and the characters. Um, I knew what I wanted out of Callahan. I wasn't really sure out of Sutton, but the backstory actually surprised me with Last Resort. Like I didn't think it was going to be as strong as it was. Mm-hmm. And so now I just finished the second book and I'm like, okay, I need more backstory there. I need more, you know, to tie that back in. But um, usually the ma- male characters are first. They're usually the ones who come to me first. Um, and then I kind of sh- form the story around them. Just curious, since you talked, so that the male comes to you first. Who is your favorite hero that you've written so far? Oh, geez. That's a hard <laughs> one. Um, hmm. Don't ask me that. <laughs> I, outside of Colton, because everyone expects me to say Colton. Um, Colton <laughs> taught me how to write a male point of view. So for me, mm-hmm. he'll always be there. Um, I really like Easton in my player, the player in the catch series. Um, and I also really like Rush McKenzie and Hard to Hold. Um, so yeah, I mean, everyone, I, I can look at all the books and be like, oh, I love, oh, so I mean, they all have, they're all, I wouldn't release the books if I didn't love them. So Mm -hmm. 
So when you're writing an emotional draining scene, whether it's sad or sexy, how do you get in the mood? Well, sexy, my kids need to not be home. Because um, <laughs> it's really hard when you hear mom, 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 mom. Yes. <laughs> Actually, this last book, I the last book I just finished, I like skipped every sex scene because I was like in a rush and I told my editor, okay, look, I'm just going to put insert scene here and keep going so I can get it to you on time. But I really struggled with the book because that's such a, that creates such a connection between the characters. Um, there are certain scenes, my kids make fun of me when I write because they say my face, like I make facial expressions, like I'm going through my characters and my, my kids are like, what are you doing over there? <laughs> um, so emotional scenes, I like to have at least one scene a book where I get the chills or I get tears in my eyes because I think that tells me that there's a connection there. Um, I just... I don't do anything in particular. Sometimes I listen to certain music for sexy scenes just so I'm like not thinking about the dishwasher or whatever. Um, but for the most part, it's just, it's just there. Like if, once I know the characters well enough, it's easy. When I, at the beginning of a book, it's a struggle. You know, toward the end, I know them inside and out. I can write them. And a lot of times I write, finish the book and then I have to go back and change the beginning to fit the characters I've created, you know, later in the book and developed. Have you ever cried while writing a book? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I cried in the scene in Crashed at the racetrack when he tells, when Colton tells Riley everything about his past. Um, I cried at a couple of scenes in Slow Burn, um, which is an emotional book. Mm -hmm. And uh, definitely Cuffed, because that was a very personal book for me. Um, I've cried in a lot of them, hard to handle. Like, yeah. The, the letter and hard to handle at the end that that one got me surprised you didn't say it loves or because that scene between him yeah scene I don't I, I cried I was like oh my god I yeah there is that, that that scene between him and his dad yeah I was like oh, it hurt <laughs> yeah and what since because I know this one the new series that you have it's going to be a series of three books each book is standalone three brothers is it easier for you to what's easier for you to write the first book of that series or is is it harder to write it or which one's easier to write from the series even though they're all standalones um they're all hard <laughs> um I think that, like for me right now is I really really love last resort so now the next books that's going to be hard for me to make sure that they're the same caliber so I think that's hard um for you know writing a trilogy is easier because you know the characters inside and out and so you don't have to recreate the characters with each book um so that's why i do like writing duets or or you know series of the same couple because you you just have to write the story you don't have to create these new people um but i would say in this series it's going to be easier to write the first book and harder to write the second the second two to make it live up to the first one how do you come up with um your book titles mm -hmm. That's a, always a crapshoot. Um, <laughs> it just like this, this series, it kind of just, sometimes it comes to me in the middle of the night. Sometimes I write a whole book without a title. Like what my book, then you happen. It did not have a title the entire time. And then I was reading it uh, for, for proofing. And there is a line in there that says, then you happened. And it was like, Oh, there's the title. Um, sometimes I have them ahead of time. Sometimes I don't my play hard series, they all have hard to titles. Those were easy. 
um, this was this series that's coming. It was not easy, but then because he's at a resort, it was like, okay, let's see. Like last, like, can I put a play on words? Um, so each book it's different. It's not sometimes I like to have them ahead of time, but you, sometimes I don't. And when you're writing a series, um, is it, how do you do it? Cause you said that you write in order. So it's like, when, how do you decide it's going to be three books versus four books, like the play hard series, since you don't have anything plotted down yet, how is it that you plan so many books in advance? Well, like for this one, I know there's three brothers. So three series, um, like the hard to handle books, I was only going to have four and ended up having five because I wanted to tell another story. Um, I just, sometimes I just try and for my own mental sake, know what I'm getting into before I start. Mm-hmm. Um, like I would love to go back and write a trilogy, but I know there's three books there, you know? So it's just, it's just more of a planning thing for me. Like I know some people that literally have charts going out for the next three years of what they're writing. Mm-hmm. And it just boggles my mind that they can do that. Cause I'm like nowhere near that organized and I'm nowhere near that creative. Like, I don't even know. Um, sweet cheeks. Was it sweet cheeks? No, flirting with 40 was a book that I had no intention of writing. And I woke up one morning and it was like, I need to write this book. And I just put everything else on hold. So I, I like to just kind of go from book to book versus plan, which kind of stinks for editors planning, but oh well. (laughs) So when you released Faking It, it was released as an audio book first. And you should, like, I am quite confused as to how audio books works. So who makes the decision of releasing it as audio book first? And then releasing it as ebook and paperback, or does the author just make the decision for it? So Audible has a program that they were really pushing for a while called Audible First, where Mm -hmm. um, they contract the author, they do the editing, and they pay you for the book, and they want to release it on audio first. They pay Mm -hmm. for the narrators and everything. And then you have the rights to the ebook, but the ebook and paperback, but you can only release it so many months after the audiobook. So um, I, I have a hard time getting a foothold with audio. So for mm-hmm. me, it was like a chance to try and get new, re- new listeners, readers. Um, and so I took that option. Um, it's a bonus and a, mi- and it's a plus and a minus because um, people have already seen the book. So when you release the ebook, they're like, oh, that's not new. I've already, you know, so it's, mm-hmm. it, to me, it was more of a trying to take a, um, an opportunity to try and get new audio listeners and see what happens. Um, Mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't do it again that way. I like to release all at the same time. Uh, It just depends on if audio gets done in time. Do you listen to audio books? No. Um, I struggle (laughs) with paying attention. I Mm -hmm. do like faking it. The one you're talking about, I, that's the first audio book I listened all the way through um, because he had such an awesome accent and it was really (laughs) Mm -hmm. sexy to listen to. And there's a scene in there where he's, where Rupert, the narrator is literally talking in four different accents. Like, I mean, Spanish, Greek, Australian, and something. I don't remember what the other one. And he's in a conversation and he's literally switching lines and accents with each line. And (laughs) I remember listening to it going, holy crap, like that has to be really hard. And that that is what clued me in, like how hard, like how hard their job Mm -hmm. is. Um, I do try and listen to it, but for my own books, it's really hard because they pause in different places than I would. They emphasize different words than I do when I'm writing. So for me, it's kind of difficult, but 
um, yeah, I'm trying to teach myself to listen to audio more. I think like, it was my first <laughs> audio book because I don't <laughs> listen to audio books. For me, yeah. like, it's so hard because I'll be listening to it and then I'll be on my phone doing something yep. else. You get distracted. Go back and listen to the <laughs> last part. I do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Faking It was also my first audiobook. And I, I usually, I don't pick up audiobooks either. But then yeah. somehow this one, it, re- it really sucked me in. I, w- I was actually paying attention. I'm not sure why. <laughs> well, that's good. It actually, yeah, it was actually really good. And I, and I didn't think I would be laughing, but I don't know, but it was, yeah, people I say it's laughing. a learned, it's a learned thing. Like you have to teach mm-hmm. yourself to listen to audiobooks, And once you do, like, you don't ever, you know, it's easy to clean your house or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I just need to get to that point. Like Lauren Blakely always tells me, come on, you need to get into, and I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> like I'm on my third wait again. I restarted <laughs> it three times already. Exactly. Yeah. That's me all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Is it harder? Because I know we talked a little bit about Driven and how I feel like that is a fan favorite. Like all of your readers, it's that's the one that if you say which one's the first book that you read of mine, it's Driven. My first book of yours that I read was Driven. Yeah. Um, is it challenging writing new like this uh, new series? I feel like it's very it's something new and fresh, but it still has that tint of that. I wouldn't say sort of like the driven series, but it has that, you know, sexy, steamy vibe. You can say with the alpha hero, um, is it challenging to write something new and hoping that, you know, your readers don't compare back and forth to where I miss this. I want to see this. You know, I, I was super blessed with driven and when it hit and the timing of it and the success I had with it, Um, But it is also a challenge because everyone compares everything to Driven. And um, I always get, I like this book, but he was no Colton. (laughs) And then if I did write Colton, then someone would say, you know, someone that was more like Colton, it would be like, well, can't you write anybody else? You're a one trick pony. (laughs) So it's all, I just, I've come to the conclusion that I'm never going to make everyone happy. Mm -hmm. I just have to write what I'm going to write. And um, with Last Resort in this series, someone's, I read a review and this is going back through, someone said, oh, she's getting soft on her sex scenes. And so my challenge was to write a series that was more sexy and um, see if I can, you know, win that reviewer over, which is silly, but, you know, it kind of made a challenge to myself. And so there is a doozy of a sex scene in the beginning of this book. And it's because that was my, okay, here you go. (laughs) And I did say, I did tell Ping that it's like, I love your books. I felt like um, worth it the risk. It was going back to the old school. Yeah. Yeah. Like worth the risk was always my second, like my second favorite book of yours. Driven is always going to be. Really? Yes. I love that book so much. Um, but I felt like last resort, it was like the steamy scenes in there. And I guess the banter between both of them, you know, getting to know him more in his history, his trauma. Um, the loss they went through, it feels more like. It's more like a resistant reveal and a driven. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Cause resistant yeah. reveal is the same thing. It was something totally different what you had been releasing when you released that duet. Yeah. And it's, I wouldn't say dark, but it is a little bit darker. It has and, a, yeah. A part to it. Yeah. Yeah. Then like worth the risk, worth the risk. I see yeah. it 
that's this light read yeah it's me fall in love we're done yeah Mm -hmm. there's i like intricate plots if i have like the time to do them i like intricate plots like that's for instance i just finished on one condition which is the second book in this new series and my goal is i usually have a plot for him a plot for her and then a plot together and when i turned it into my editor i was like look there is no plot for him like i didn't i don't know what his is like i need to figure it out because i'm not happy with this book it's too simple and simple books are really hard for me to write like flirting with 40 and sweet cheeks. They're the most complicated books for me to write because they're too simple. And I feel like there's not enough there. Like as a reader, I want meat. I want something to challenge me and what's going to happen next versus, Oh, they're going to meet. And then there's going to be a part where they break up and then they're going to get back together. Like those are easy to write. But to me as a reader, I want more than that. Mm -hmm. That's why when you wrote resist and reveal that whole plot with, um is it I think senator yes and then these I was like I need to go back to reread that duet I love that duet I've always felt like that's been your darkest yeah there's there's dark stuff in there yeah would you ever go back to writing something not like not in the same world but same theme and vibe as resistance I have I have a dark book right here (laughs) that I'm working plotting yeah I have to I'm plotting it for my agent um I've had it on my desk for probably a year and a half and so I'm kind of like okay after this let's see where if to me it's super challenging for me to write a darker book because it makes me uncomfortable and so I have to read some more books that are darker I have to make sure I can like I have a um, novella called Unravel Unravel Mm -hmm. which was super hard for me to write because it's just not me it's not comfortable for me so but this is something that would be the same vein, but I just have to make sure in my headspace I can do it and not mess it up. Standalone or duet? Duet. <laughs> Actually, maybe a trilogy. It might be a trilogy. I feel that cliffhanger <laughs> already. I feel that cliffhanger already. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the Last Resort is your new book. And like Jan said, it is seriously one of your steamiest books. So, um, how did you come up with the plot for this uh, being for them being triplets? Like Jan, we said earlier, <laughs> it's actually something new that I've actually I've never read before. With twins, yes, but then a triplet, I was like, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> and how did you come up with this idea? Well, for me, I wanted to do you know one night stand trope is a big trope and I wanted to do it, but I wanted a twist to it. And, you know, we all have read the books where they go, they meet up and then the next day they, they see each other as she walks in the office and you're like, Oh, you know, and you kind of know where it's going to go. So I wanted to make a little bit of a twist on it to where when she walks in the room, she knows she was with one of them. She doesn't know Mm -hmm. who it was. And then it's more of the, you know, on my end, it was how long do I eke this out? How long do I make, you know, them not know, um, and how long do I give him the upper hand before she takes control? Um, this book started out nothing like this. The plot was not like this. It just kind of veered itself into where it was. Um, you know, I had, and I really had to struggle with it. Kind, the book kind of goes, instead of going zero to 60, it goes 60 and then it goes backwards from, and then it goes backwards, to, um, where they, they actually fall in love. So, um, I have a hard time with Insta Love and like one night stands writing them because 
for me, I, I think of all the logical things that go with it versus just going with the romance of it. Um, and so I had to work really hard to make me feel connected with her and what she was doing and why she was doing it and why, you know, you've already slept with them. Why are you saying no now? Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, I didn't really have a set plot for it. It just kind of came and I went with it. But I thought that whole, did I sleep with him? Who, like, which one was it? <laughs> Kept you on the edge. Cause I was like, okay, mm-hmm. hey, when is he going to tell her the truth? When is she going to realize, like, how is she going to be able to like, say this is him, you know, without. I literally rewrote that like 20 (laughs) times because I was like, is it too soon? Is it not too soon? And then I have one person who helped, who reads like, usually when I get to the first 10,000 words, I give it to them and I'm like, okay, tell me what's, tell me what you think. Is it good? Is it bad? And she was like, she had the idea of doing it with the drinks. So I'm not going to give it away, but she had the idea of doing it how I did it. And it was like, that's brilliant. I loved it. I thought that part, I was dying for her to like realize who it was. And I was like, okay, he's being a little, and that's the part where I go back to where I loved him because you dislike him because he's putting her through the ringer and he's hiding stuff from her. And then you see, I guess what I'm saying, it's also you, you see him the way his brothers view him. Yes. It's like, what is he hiding? What is his story? Who is this guy? Yeah. And then you get to know him and you're like, I had the wrong idea about him. Yeah. And And I love doing that. I love changing people's opinions about people. It was it. Mm -hmm. I was surprised that little twist with dad. I was surprised. Um, How did you develop these two characters? Because like we said earlier, you know, his character is very misunderstood. Um. I guess when we go in it, we have the perspective of like his brothers. We see him a certain way, but then you find out he's the complete opposite. That's the beauty of enemies to lovers, even though they were lovers and then became enemies. Um, I love writing enemies to lovers because there's always that tension and it allows you to build characters off of that tension. Um, He was just fun to write because, you know, alphas have to have a flaw. They have to have something that's their weakness. And I didn't expect the familial aspect to be as strong as it, as it ended up being, but I'm glad it did because it allowed there to be a valid reason for the things he did and a reason that the readers understood, even though everyone else didn't until that point. Um, with her, I struggled with the fact that, you know, she just came out of a relationship and how do I make it believable that she would just become this strong, independent woman and, and then I struggled with people thinking, oh, well, she, the man made her that. And it's definitely not the man who made that. It. It's her own backbone that was like, wait a minute, I deserve more out of this. Um, I just, I think they're, they have some fun flirty scenes. Like there's an underwear scene that I love. And it just kind of, um, it, you see their friendship happen. You see their friendship start building despite how much they want each other. And then it, it's just fun to go from there. I will say I, I didn't answer her, any of your questions. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. It's true. Like I, I will say when she walks into that conference room and sees all three of them, I literally, I w- I screamed. I was like, Oh my God. And it's like <laughs> how she starts off in the book. It's not how she ends up in the book. Cause it's true. She's good because you want her to have character growth. Yes. I, I loved her. I thought she made the book funny because she was always also her friend that was always 
you know, yeah. pushing her. And it's like, I feel like she, like I said, she starts off a, w- a certain way and ends, you know, this strong, determined, fierce woman that that's a, what I love to read in books. Yay. So for this series, how much r- research did you do, do for this series? Because since it is a hotel resort business, I don't do much research. <laughs> I mean, we're lucky nowadays. We don't have to get like an encyclopedia Britannica mm-hmm. out. You know, we can just Google things. So, I mean, I did some, I did some research on the Virgin islands. I did, you know, I have a list of like hotel terms, you know, just so that I make sure I have hotel, but for the most part, I'm a pretty well-rounded, well-read person. And so my family says I have jeopardy knowledge. I have a lot of knowledge about a lot, about a lot of weird things. Um, and so I don't struggle much with the research part of it. It's just more making sure their tone is the, is the right way. Which book of yours is the one that you had to do a lot of research for? Hold on. Need to look. Um, <laughs> probably resist and reveal. Resist and reveal or um, then you happen because it's just kind of out of my element. And mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure you know, there were some issues with, um, in resist and reveal with custody and mm-hmm. laws. And the problem is each state has different laws. So like, even the book I just finished writing, I had to go look up laws in Montana to make sure things, you know, cause there's always going to be some person that that doesn't work in my state. Well, the book is in this place. So <laughs> yes. yeah. Um, for, are did you already say who's, who's in the next book? It's going to be Ledger, the oldest brother. <laughs> what can you tell us about Ledger? <laughs> he's definitely type A. He's definitely structured. But there is a chink in his armor. Um, and it's probably going to be a second chance. Well, it is a second chance romance. I love those are my two. I love enemies to lovers and I love second chance romance. Mm-hmm. So. I am so excited. When is that one? Do you already have a release date for that one? June, I believe. Yeah, June. Are they all three <laughs> going to be out this year, right? Like the yeah. third one? Is yeah. This year yeah. And the only reason they're spaced out so far is because I had to schedule audio and it's really hard to mm-hmm. narrators are so booked up nowadays. It's ridiculous. So have you already planned what you're going to write after this series? <sighs> yes and no. Probably my dark. Mm-hmm. darker series but you never know what's going to happen in between I have like four or five books that I have plotted out I just sometimes I just you sit down to write them and it's just not working so then you just move on have you will you ever do another like small town because I feel like then you happened was that cowboy small town vibe will you ever go back to those stories I have a whole series I have a whole small town series that's um the first two are plotted out yeah that's that's actually where I was going to go next and then we were doing something with with um publishers with it and it kind of fell through so I'll probably to have a book plotted out that you don't write is kind of silly so yeah I'll probably it's in a small town it's four best friends um they all live in a small town yeah I'm so excited you're like making (laughs) My day, because I, I I was telling Payne the other day, I was like, I read, I remember reading Then You Happen. I was like, I wonder if she would ever do more small, small town <laughs> romance, because I love small, small town's fun to write. Well, okay, for instance, um, 
the next book on one condition it's small town it's in a small town yeah and all of the intricacies of a small town and the rumors and the gossip and the judgy you know the judgy judgy people and yeah <laughs> my favorite <laughs> not i for sure needed i need june to be here already <laughs> Um, all right. So before we do let you go, we wanted to play a little game with you. Uh, we usually do them in, with authors and we call it how well do you know your books? Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> so we're going to read six quotes and you have to guess which book the quote is from. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, six quotes, I'll probably get like two, right? They all blend together after a while. All right. So let's go. Okay. The first one is feeling is something that is fed by insecurities. Knowing is something that is backed by facts. Oh, geez. I wrote that. That's pretty like deep. <laughs> I have no idea. I'll give you a hint. We, you mentioned this book a little uh, earlier. Oh, lovely. Hard to hold. Then you happened. Resist reveal. <laughs> I'm like, I'm Florida. <laughs> so I just go through all of them. I have no idea. Um, flirting with forty. Flirting with forty. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay, the second one. And then I realize, as I do now, that in the end, I'm going to break you apart. Oh, I've used that line in a couple books. Um, that's Colton. Yeah, that's Colton. I don't know which one, but that's Colton. I was like, I told him, I'm like, we need to make the driven ones a little bit harder. <laughs> yeah. I, the break you apart line, I just know from when we did the movies, I there was a specific thing about that line. Yeah. Um, third one. Starting, uh, staring at her, I feel like a man drowning for water and she is the water. That's Callahan. <laughs> that's last resort. Um. The fourth one. I realized all of these feelings, these realizations within me came to life the minute he stepped onto my porch the minute he somehow entered my life onto my porch e. then you happened there's a porch in that one i'm like wait a minute i'm trying to think which books have porches <laughs> um the fifth one all i want is her all i need is her she quiets the demons she sees me the real me and that scares the ev- um the ever loving shit out of me yeah that's colton that Colton? No. I don't know. That could be a lot of my heroes. Hard to handle. Hard to handle. Oh, Hunter. <laughs> Hunter, who was originally Rhett. Uh-uh. Yeah, he was originally Rhett the whole book, and then I finished it, and I didn't like it, so I changed him. How do you come up with your names? The names for the characters? I like unique names. I like a name. If someone says a name, they're going to be like, oh, I remember what book it's in. So I like something different and unique. And like, I literally, the best place to go is sit in a kinder, kindergarten because all people have all these new different names now. Mm-hmm. And it's true because we've mentioned it before. We feel like we've, ne- like your hair and names are so unique. There's and so- people either love it or hate it. So you, it's, it's a catch 22. People are like, you're trying to be too unique. And to me, I just, my kids' names are different. So I just like, I like individuality. I like names that you haven't heard before. Yeah. Because it's like you said, you remember them. Um, Okay. Last one. Last one. You waited your whole life to have freedom and wings to fly. 
that's last resort. Yes. Yes. I was like, wait a minute. I, that's last resort. Okay. Yay. I got, I got some of them. <laughs> See, you did good. I got 50%. Yay. <laughs> it's better than 0%. <laughs> yes. But thank you so much, Chrissy, for joining us Thanks today. Thanks for having me, ladies. It was amazing. And congratulations on the release of Last Resort. I'm, I loved it so much. And I'm super excited for the second one. Thank you. I hope everyone else likes it. Let's see. Fingers crossed. They will. But okay. I hope to see you soon. I know for sure. Yes. We'll see you in book Bonanza. So I can't yeah. wait. And we hope you have an amazing evening. Thanks. You too, ladies. Thank Bye. you for having me. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much, Christy, for joining us again today. It was, I love her. She is the sweetest. And it's like, I loved, loved Last Resort. Like I said, it's something very different. Like we mentioned, I've never read a story where it's triplets, triplet brothers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's very, I know for some people it's like, well, it's just triplets. It's like, but it's, I feel like the family dynamic is different. Yeah. When it's like, twins or triplets Mm -hmm. so this book is very i mean if you love angsty steamy awful hero Mm -hmm. this one's definitely for you the banter chef kisses like (laughs) i love it i'm telling you i was laughing i was Mm -hmm. screaming i was like fanning myself i was like oh it's like so so (laughs) hot in here it's amazing so please pick it up and Make sure you, I don't know if she added the pre-order for the second one yet, but if she, we'll look at it and then we'll add it to the bio if it is. So you guys can pre-order. I'm super excited for the second one. All, all three of them are up on Goodreads. So add them to your, to, to your, mm-hmm. you read. I'm super yeah. excited for the second one, especially since she said it has a small town vibe. Mm-hmm. And second chance. Mm-hmm. My favorite. I'm so excited. But thank you again, Christy, so, so much. It was seriously, it was an honor. It was so much fun. I love you. Um, anybody who hasn't picked up The Last Resort, please pick it up. It's phenomenal. We are going to be picking a winner for our giveaway. Sorry, it's taking a little bit longer um, than mm-hmm. usual. Like, we've been finishing off our box, which <laughs> we just ordered our samples. Mm-hmm. Of the it's coming we actually finished the second cover ready for the second book the third one's being worked at and it's i'm nervous really nervous it's exciting guys so make sure you guys keep an eye on our instagram make sure you pick up last resort by christy it's phenomenal and i don't know if you guys saw but passion flicks announced that crashed is going to be released in may so Keep an eye on that because that just means that since it's April, we should be getting teasers soon. So we, we're going to be talking about it. I'm going to be talking. About <laughs> so keep an eye on that. And then we hope you guys have an amazing week. We hope you guys are reading amazing books and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.